Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You have heard the term many, many times. You hear people talk about drug-resistant bacterias, blood infections that they just can't get under control because of a bacteria that can't be basically knocked out. But doctors kept coming back to it. Antibiotics weren't working. And thus, the excitement for the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine scientists publishing today in the American Society for Microbiology in a journal, MBio. And one of the senior authors on that paper is Dr. Varia Van Tyne, who is a Ph.D. at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Van Tyne, thank you very, very much for being here. It's good to have you on KDK. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for having me, Rick. This is really fascinating research, and it almost sounds like, you know, people were kind of at the end of their ropes, and you sort of say, well, this is a last-ditch effort. Let's see if this works. And it sounds like it did. What is it? What what works? What seems to be showing promise? Yeah, so bacteriophages are uh, the natural predators of bacteria. They are viruses that can infect bacterial cells. So just like Uh, There are viruses that can infect us and make us sick. These are viruses that are specially trained to infect and kill specific types of bacteria. So uh, we're interested in sort of harnessing this natural property of these virus predators to uh, use them to treat patients that have bacterial infections. Enterococcus faecium, am I saying that correctly? Is my Latin up to to snuff there? (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Okay, that means it's wrong. What is the correct pronunciation? Go ahead. We, we say enterococcus thesium. Okay, so I missed an extra O in there. Okay, so what exactly is this bacterial strain, and, and how do we know it? How is it used? So enterococcus is a type of bacteria that, uh, that lives in the gut. So all of us people actually have enterococcus in our gastrointestinal tract. Mm -hmm. These are bacteria that um, normally are commensal. They help us digest our food. Um, They don't do us any harm. But sometimes when patients get um, treated with antibiotics or they have to go to the hospital for some reason, um, they can be exposed to basically bad types of enterococcus. It's a sort of good, good friend gone bad situation. And so sometimes patients become infected with uh, resistant strains of enterococcus. And these resistant strains are not just difficult to treat, but they can also get out of the GI tract, out of the gut, and go into other places of the body, like into the blood um, or other sites where they can cause infections. So why did this get to the point where it was not responding to these particular drugs? How did we get there? Do we know yet? 
That's a great question. In this particular patient, she had had repeated infections caused by this Enterococcus faecium bacteria. Mm -hmm. And it happened over the course of several years where she would get sick, she would come to the hospital, she would receive antibiotic treatment, and then she would feel better and go home again. But then sometime later, her infection would come back. So over the course of uh, repeated treatments with antibiotics, her bacteria, her infection actually became more and more difficult to treat. We don't really understand why that happened, but when we saw her coming back to the hospital again and again with all of these infections, we started to wonder if, um, if there was something else that we might be able to offer her because the antibiotics were, were not doing their job anymore. So what was the breakthrough? What actually kind of tipped things in your favor? Well, for this patient, uh, we we thought that she might benefit from something like phage therapy. And so we took some of the bacteria from one of her infections and started looking for bacteriophages, these viruses of bacteria that were active on the bug causing her infection. And after a little bit of searching and actually phoning some friends at the University of Colorado, we were able to find uh, a phage that matched and was, was active on the bacteria from her infection. So once we made that match, we, we brought the, the phage to my lab at University of Pittsburgh. Um, we, we made a bunch of phage in the lab, and then we purified it. We tested it to make sure that it would be safe, and then we were ready to actually give it to the patient. And what was the response? How quickly did it work? Did it work immediately? Was this something that you saw just some, some signs that say, okay, maybe this is working? What was the timeline? Yeah, so this patient had a surprisingly fast response. I, I was pleasantly surprised, but others others on our team were, were quite surprised. So we started giving her phage therapy, and immediately the infection was gone from her bloodstream. Um, so she was, was originally in the intensive care unit, and after starting phage therapy within a couple of days, she no longer needed to be in the intensive care unit. And then a week after starting this therapy, she was actually able to leave the hospital and go back home. I'm not going to let it slide that you used a term from who wants to be a millionaire when you phoned a friend. Who did you call? I mean, I'm curious to know where where did that. I know there is so much collaboration that's going on in the world of medical research. But did you reach out to somebody who had been doing similar research from a journal article that you'd seen? How did you know who to call? That's exactly right. So, so there's not there's not that many phage laboratories here in the U.S. and um, and we all talk to each other and uh, and are in frequent contact with one another. So, for this particular patient, I already knew of researchers at the University of Colorado, and the lab there is is led by um, Brecht Dwerkop. And when we initially looked for phage for this patient in my own laboratory, but we couldn't find anything for her. We couldn't find a match mm. for her bacteria. So then we contacted um, the Dwerkop lab, and they were more than happy to take her bacteria and look against their own set of phages to see if they could find a match for her. And sure enough, they did. And so um, bacteria from the patient went from Pittsburgh to Colorado, and then phage for the patient came from Colorado back to Pittsburgh. And for those who may not realize, phage is P-H-A-G-E, which I, I do remember my Latin on this. It means to eat or devour, right? So how do you keep it from getting rid of too much of the bacteria? If that's supposed to be in the GI tract, how do you keep it from destroying all of it? That's a great question, too. So phages, um, you're right, it's, it's from the Latin phagos to eat the, eat the bacteria. Um, phages are very specific. So in our experience, they tend to be pretty picky. In, in the types of bacteria that they will infect. 
And so in contrast to antibiotics, you take an antibiotic and it will target um, lots of different types of bacteria in mm -hmm. your body. When we give patients phages, it's more like using a, you know, a, a missile instead of a, a bomb, for example. So we're trying to selectively get rid of one particular bad bacteria um, in the body, but not take out all of the good guys as well. Is this put in intravenously? We treated this patient with um, intravenous phage, and then we also had her drink phage because we knew that the bacteria that were causing her infection were gut, also right, right. living in her gut. And so we tried to um, tried to treat both her infection as well as what we thought would be the reservoir of her infection. So what happens next? Is this something that hospitals around the country are saying, hey, wait a second, is this something we need to know more about? Are they calling you and asking about it? Is, is there an emergency authorization type of thing? for Because drug, drug resistant uh, issues are out there for so many different places. Drug-resistant bacteria are everywhere, it seems. That's right. Yeah, interest in phage therapy is really growing, not just not just here at Pitt and UPMC, but all over the country. So, yes, we're increasingly getting more and more um, requests to uh, evaluate patients for phage therapy um, as more and more people all over the country learn about this um, this new potential antimicrobial approach. Does this have commercial appeal? So there's definitely biotech companies, there are pharmaceutical companies that are interested in the, the potential use of, of phage therapy as a yeah. new antibiotic agent. So, yeah, we're working on it here at Pitt, but there are, there are several um, you know, private companies that are working in this space as well. This is just fascinating, and I, I appreciate you sort of dumbing it down for us who don't understand all the intricacies of it. But thank you for also explaining how so much of that work is happening right here in laboratories around us in Pittsburgh. And, and obviously, a lot of people around the world are very interested in what you're doing. Congratulations on the publication and on this important finding. Thank you so much. Really great stuff. Dr. Daria Van Tine, Assistant Professor, Infectious Disease at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Joining us here on KDKA. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.